Mirror 
When I need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into This Needs to Be Said. In order for your dream to happen, you have to make it happen. You ready? Come and get it. You want it? Come and get it right here. Come and get it for real. Just come and get it. Takes work, but you can get it. Takes time, but you can get it. Stop talking. Come and get it. Keep pushing, and you will get it. You hoping and for great things when you dream. Watching others make it happen easily, it seems. But you don't see behind the scenes. It's called the 
Welcome to this segment of Money Authentically with Ray Jenkins. I am, of course, Ray Jenkins. <laughs> and I want to do a I want to do two segments on this topic. And I think that you will find it most helpful. <laughs> because I wanted to talk about your money flow being interrupted. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it, it happens to the best of us, you know, where, and if we're not careful, not only does our money flow get interrupted, it comes to a complete stop if we don't, you know, address these things, these causes. And so I wanted to talk to you about the things that, um, when you ignore the things that you ignore that could interrupt your money flow. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's start with our first thing that you tend to ignore. That thing is called the signs. <laughs> you ignore the signs. Let's talk about some of the signs that will help you know that your money flow is about to be interrupted. <laughs> and I'm laughing, but it's not funny. <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you know, because we all do it. We all do it. We've all done it. We all do it. And and it's okay. Like, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just start to make some adjustments. So I want to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to share a couple of the signs with you in this segment. And then I'm going to talk to you about a solution. I'm going to share a point with you for, you know, that you can use as a solution. Okay, so let's get on to the signs. What are the signs that you ignore 
that causes your money flow to be interrupted? Well, one is unhappiness. Yeah, you're unhappy. The way that you, whatever method that you are using for your income, you're unhappy. You're unhappy. I don't know if it's a job. I don't know if it's a business. I don't know if it's a contract. You know, whatever it is that you do to generate your income, you are unhappy doing it. Yes, that is such a huge sign, such a huge sign, unhappiness. You know, it's the will of God that you be, you and I, that we be fulfilled, okay? So, you know, there's, you know, there's something in that references how Adam worked by the sweat of his brow. Well, that's because that's all he knew to do. But, you know, and that was the situation that he created for himself. And so if you are working by the sweat of your brow, that's, a situation that you've created for yourself. Why? Because God never intended for Adam to work by the sweat of his brow. Neither did he intend it for you. So another <laughs> another sign that you are um, ignoring that will interrupt, that does interrupt your money flow is a lack of interest. Mhm, a lack of interest. You know, one of the things that many of us, you know, find ourselves guilty of is doing what we've, I'm using my quotation fingers, got to do for the money. <laughs> I got to pay these bills, so I got to do this. You know, uh, I got to, you know, handle this situation. I got to buy this. I got to buy that. So I got to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, Lack of interest. A lot of the things that you do for the money, you know, when you're doing what you got to do, a lot of those things you have no interest in. You you lack no interest. I'll just, I'll use myself as, as an example. I always say this, that, you know, I'll talk about me because if I talk about you, you get upset. I don't really care <laughs> that you get upset because I talk about you. I step on your toes throughout the entire time that I'm talking, but I do it in love. So, you know, I think you might get a little pissed off with me, but then you forgive me in the end. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I I understand that I've got to say the hard thing. So that's why I don't care. Not because I don't care about your feelings, because I'm clear on my assignment. I've got to say the hard things. So I do. <laughs> so, yeah. Lack of interest. Let's see. Um, a good illustration of a lack of interest is when, you know, whatever your job is, you have no excitement, you have no passion, you have, you know, you have no interest. You know, it doesn't make a difference to you whether it's a good outcome, a bad outcome. <laughs> Only thing that matters to you is it's the end of the work day. <laughs> I'm done talking to that client. I'm not talking to that client no more for a week. Or I'm done with this shift. I don't got to come back until Monday. You know, no interest. Now, now, I'm not saying that 
you know, that just because you had a bad day at your job doesn't mean that, you know, you know, yeah, just because you had a bad day at your job, you, you know, you hate your job and you hate everything about it and it's the wrong thing that you should be doing for income. No, I'm not saying that. You know, everybody has a bad day. Everybody. I'm talking about a long-term situation, like something that's very, very clear and, and evident that you are unhappy and you have no interest. So let's talk about a solution. Well, you definitely want to have or get an exit strategy. You need an exit strategy. Why? Because you've got to get out of that situation. If you don't get out of that situation, you are not only interrupting your money flow, you're positioning yourself for your money to come to a halt, mm-hmm. a halt. Now, you might think, well, as long as I got my job, you know, and I'm making X amount of dollars a month or whatever, I'll be fine. Yeah, you would like to think that, but it's not true. <laughs> it's not true because you'll need, there are times, there are situations that will come that do come for each and every one of us that are unexpected, that catch us off guard, you know, by surprise. And, you know, even, you know, that we're not prepared for on our best day. Okay. And when that happens and you're, you're in a space of money shortage, then you'll totally, totally understand why I said your money came to a stop. Now you might be earning a certain amount, but you might be, but it doesn't go beyond that. And that is kind of like a just enough mentality. And, you know, that's not how God rolls. <laughs> he doesn't roll with, you know, just enough. Now, I'm not saying that you've got to be a millionaire. You know, it's a nice thing to be. But if that's not, you, you know, that's not your thing, that's not your thing. And that's okay. But... You know, you don't have to be a millionaire to have more than enough, okay? So, exit strategy. You've got to pray. You've got to ask God, the one who places you on right path, the right path for your life, for your success. You've got to ask God for your exit strategy. And he'll, he'll reveal it to you. Trust me on that. <laughs> you just got to be open to and, you know, you got to be open to whatever it is that he says. So that's going to wrap up this segment. I hope that helped. And um, next time we're going to talk about the other thing that you ignore that interrupts your money flow. Well, Ray Jenkins of Money Authentically checking out here. I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now. This message is for all girls and women, no matter your age, color, beliefs, or level of independence. A message from another lady who is traveling this journey and allowing God's spirit to define and show me my identity. 
Not man, nor media, not the internet, nor an encyclopedia, not his beliefs, nor hers, not this culture, nor what happened in 1960. Not this celebrity, nor that law, not this dance, nor that song, you know, ones like pop, lock, and drop it, or thong, 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 thong. No, longer will I be driven by what's in or what's out, what season to wear white, when to go without, when natural hair is in, when natural hair is out, what is the norm, what is not, what women can do and what women cannot do. I choose to unlearn that thinking and replace it with what God reveals. Yes. That's the spot. No, not what is revealed to you, but what is revealed to me on a personal level, open to his Holy Spirit using you as confirmation. Yes, that level. See, if in the beginning God was and God still is and spirit gives birth to spirit, bodies being vessels used to reveal, wouldn't it be wise to look for true guidance from whence I came? Therefore, as I listen from that place of stillness and quietness, this has been revealed. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath, for I am the beautiful soul that lives inside of me. I have authority when I speak. I can possess more than I can count and see through the power placed in my hands and feet. I am purpose and the flowing of my gifts, not the flowing of my hips and the wishful thinking you get from watching my lips. I and much more than what you see, made in God's image, therefore he defines me. My gender doesn't mean weakness, and it surely doesn't mean settle for this. I am designed to be phenomenal. I am created to be exceptional. Yes, I too can take a stand like always campaign and cover girls showing like a girl, girls can. No matter what I do and no matter where I go, in my unique creative abilities, I will flow. Look from whence I came, not to my earthly parents who at birth gave me a name, but look to the one who placed breath of life in me. From that place, I am, and from that place, I defined my identity. the heart pumping inside of you are you the clothes that put on your back are you the shoes that put on your feet are you the sound of your hair is your heart a pill that allows you to breathe you are your feelings when the wind blows you are the blood of your veins that flow you are the most feeling you to 
to move. You are the heart pumping inside of you. Da 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 Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for being a part of the show. We have a special guest that's going to be joining us, and he will be with us once a month, so you'll get the opportunity to ask your questions when they come up, and he'll be prepared to answer them for you. Attorney Daigle is a bankruptcy attorney, and he's going to help you navigate your way through that, or if you know a friend who's going through this, he would be the guy that you want to put them in contact with. He's also written a book, and we're going to talk about that as well. But let me give you a little bit of his background before we get into just some of the basic information about filing bankruptcy and when to do that, okay? Peter Daigle is an attorney specializing in consumer bankruptcy. He has helped thousands of individuals and families obtain relief from creditors. The Daigle Law Office is located in Norwell and Centralville, Massachusetts, serving clients in southeastern Massachusetts, Cape Cod, and the islands. Peter lives on Cape Cod with his wife, Grace, of 34 years and has four children and two dogs. He is an avid outdoorsman, and his passions, aside from practicing law, include biking, skiing, and stand-up paddle boarding. At this time, I want to welcome Attorney Daigle to the show. How are you? Oh, very well, Heaven. Thank you for asking. First, I always want to know how one gets into whatever their practice is, and you said that this is a passion for you. So before we get into, you know, why we should file bankruptcy or when that should come up, what even got you into practicing? Uh, well, honestly, what happened to me was that I was, uh, before I was an attorney, I was in the real estate and the building business, um, and I got into trouble in the 1980s, and I had to file bankruptcy. Um, I, uh-huh. had, uh, I ran into a slowdown in the market, and I had too much going on, and, um, and so um uh, you know, I felt like my world was coming coming apart, and I had to seek relief in bankruptcy. And that feeling of um, of getting the relief, um, having been there, it re- honestly motivated to be a bankruptcy attorney. So I went to law school, uh, became an attorney, and that's how I've I've uh, I've concentrated my practice. So I know what it feels like um, because I've been there, um, and so that's what sort of motivates me every day um, to be able to help other people. And you've written a book. Let's yeah. talk about that book. I wrote, I wrote a book, and in the in the introduction, it talks about my experience uh, slightly. Um, and how I got into this field, and also um, it's, a, it's written in a question and answer um, uh, method where um, there's about 20 questions, and they're all easy uh, questions and answers, and that it's things that folks are really interested in. Um, you know, what happens to my credit? What how, what happens if somebody cosigns me? Will my will my spouse be affected? Um, how am I, uh, you know how will my house be protected? Um, and so you know the questions that everybody wants to know, I provided the answers for. Um, uh-huh. Uh, in the, in this book, um, and so it's about fifty pages long. Um, awesome, awesome. Well, give them the name of the book and where they can pick up a copy of that, and then we're going to get into our questions for your interview today. Okay, so the name of the book is "The Truth About Bankruptcy in Massachusetts," and you can get it uh, if you go on my website, DegaLawOffice dot com. You can order it uh, from my site. Awesome. Now, you talked about a a perfect personal scenario of your own, a reason why you would file bankruptcy. What are some other reasons that people come to you about filing bankruptcy? Um, Well, usually there's some type of an event 
that occurs in their life. Um, for instance, a divorce, um, loss of a job, um, an illness, um, or um, you know some type of, of a circumstance that they uh, hadn't planned on, honestly, and that had come up mm-hmm. um, and almost out of nowhere. That when they when they laid out their life plan, it all of a sudden appeared, and so. Um, in that event, uh, you know, causes them to uh, go into financial distress, whether they can't pay their mortgage, they can't keep their credit cards current, can't pay their um, car loans, student loans, whatever. And so, um, you know, one thing that bankruptcy does do is it, it gives you that fresh start, um, you mm-hmm. know, from that from that event having occurred. And sometimes it's difficult to earn your way back out of your debt, even if you're back on track, you know, you get your job back or, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you go through the divorce and you get support or whatever. Still, that you know, the time that you've lost, you know, that speed bump, so to speak, uh, that you hit, and it just knocks you back so that you can't recover easily. Wow. And I know sometimes people feel like bankruptcy is a dirty word. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, at some point, um, you know, everybody needs a break in life on something. So. Think of it as just your chance to, you know, get a break and, and get a fresh start, um, because you there's no other way for you to earn your way out of the money. I mean, certainly everybody wants to fight and pay the bills, um, and you know, and earn their way back out of their debt. But, you know, sometimes um, you don't really have. A, there's not really any alternative. Whether you're an age that you may not be able to make enough money back, or you can't go back to your earning capacity, and you just need to get a fresh start, uh, uh-huh. and you're just completely overwhelmed with what's here. And so look at it more as a positive that I'm going to get my life back and a fresh start than a negative. Um, so I, I think it's really how you approach it from your own thinking versus, um, and, you know, we're all trained to fight to the end, but um, yeah. yeah, I think at some point. And my, yeah, mindset is a powerful thing. Now, one more question in this arena. Uh, who all can know about this? Because I think that people feel like this is something like public shame so is this something that's private, or can anyone know about this? Um, well, the only place that it will show up is in your credit report. Um, the federal bankruptcy um, documents are not—they're not even though they're a public record. You can't—you couldn't find them on Google. You couldn't Google somebody and see if they had filed bankruptcy. You have to be able to have access to the federal bankruptcy docket in order to find that out. So it's, it's kept fairly um, protected, unless you're a public figure. Somehow that word got out, um, or um, you know, if you had access to somebody's credit reports, uh, you wouldn't be able to have access to that. Um, so, mm-hmm. you can, um, and so very rarely does it come up unless you know someone would run a credit check on you. All right. What are the requirements for someone who's considering filing bankruptcy or even thinking of this as an option? What are the requirements for for filing bankruptcy? Well, the first thing is you, you, you're going to require to take a credit counseling course. Uh, when they changed the bankruptcy laws back in 2005, they sort of said, we'll give everybody a, a new a chance for a fresh start, but you're going to have to go to credit counseling. And it's simply a one-hour online course. You can do it online or by phone. So okay. that's the requirement you have to do. Now you have to get uh, some credit counseling and how to set up a budget. Um, so that's one requirement. Um, the um, the other requirement is you can't have filed in the last eight years. There's an eight-year difference. So if you had previously filed, you're not going to be able to file again. Um, so those are the two big criteria. One is the time for filing, and the second that you have to take the course. But the rest of it um, you, you would qualify for. Now, I'm a single person. I've never been married. And one of the things I've always been concerned about was how someone else's life affects my life. So... When someone files bankruptcy, how does that affect your spouse? Um, 
Okay, that's a, a question I get asked a lot. So, filing a bankruptcy is is in uh, is based solely upon your social security. Uh, so even though you were married and in a state court, you know the judge could say, well, what's yours is his, and what's his is yours, and and it's all melded together. In the context of a bankruptcy, it's purely an individual thing, and it's based only on your social security number. So whatever your social security number is attached to, is what's affected by the bankruptcy. Um, so uh-huh. whether it be a credit card or a house mortgage or a car loan, if your spouse is not a part of it. And that's not mean being an authorized user on a credit card. Like, for instance, you give your spouse a credit card that you've signed up for, but they can uh-huh. use it. That doesn't affect them that way. It's only if you, it only affects the actual, you know, guarantor of the debt. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's, ooh, I might get married one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have some people that have uh, tuned in to uh, listen to what we're sharing today. So I want them to let us know by virtually raising your hand if you have a question, and you can do so by pressing star six. But if not, we have some great content, and I think I have loads of great questions here, but I'd love for you to let Attorney Daigle know um, what's on your mind, if you have any questions, or even if you know a loved one that's been through this. And Attorney Daigle, I understand that it's not a one-size-fits-all, and we are given some very general answers, but I think what I'm ultimately trying to achieve here is for people to feel comfortable. And you talked about mindset just a moment ago when we're looking at bankruptcy. Look at it more positively because this is a way to get a fresh start. And if we've ever messed up anything, like gotten mud on our shoes, it takes a little longer to clean that off than it is to keep it clean. So look at it that way. This is an opportunity, but it's going to take a process. And it's interesting that you said that there is a, a mandatory credit, is it credit counseling yeah, that's credit done? Counseling, yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, interesting. Why was that piece added? Uh, because they kept they kept seeing a lot of repeat um, filers um, that the credit card company said, you know, we've seen the same people over and over mm-hmm. again, and uh, we feel that there, need, there, need, there needs to be some education out there on how mm-hmm. not to um, this, have this happen. And essentially, the, the credit counseling is, is based upon building a budget and uh, showing you in black and white how you need to live within your means, and if this is what you make, this is what you can afford to spend. So the, the counseling is mainly around building a budget uh, for yourself and that you can kind of li- go forward with your fresh start, living, with, living within your means, and not uh you know not getting credit cards and and you know um and using those as a crutch um you know for a lack of income mhm now what I know that there are i think there's two or three kinds of bankruptcy that people can file. Could you talk about those sure there's chap- yeah there's chapter mm-hmm. seven and there's chapter thirteen uh what a chapter seven for is basically it just gets rid of uh consu- consumer debt like um credit cards um hospital bills utilities. Um, personal loans. Um, that's, what, that's what a Chapter 7 does. What a Chapter 13 does is it's called a reorganization. So if you mm-hmm. have, are fortunate enough to get behind on your mortgage or taxes or car payments, uh, what a Chapter 13 allows you to do is play catch-up on those items. So it allow you over a three-year period or a five-year period to kind of get caught up on your house mortgage, um, car loans, um, if you're behind on child support, um, and so what allows you to do is just kind of reorganize uh, your debt to, to allow you to earn your way back out of the, those arrears, um, mm-hmm. so you can keep the item. So if you if you're behind on your mortgage, it allows you to play catch up. Where in a Chapter Seven, uh, there's no allowance for playing catch up. You have to pay it or you lose your item. 
um, you know, okay. the Salusha car. What, what, if anything, are items that will survive a bankruptcy, meaning what will still be there even after you file the bankruptcy? Okay, well, if you owe your uh, former spouse money um, through an alimony. i got to get my money. So that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> the ex-wife, ex-husband needs to get paid. Uh, the IRS, Uncle Sam, if you owe him any money within the last three years, uh, you're not going to be able to avoid that. Outside of three years, it can be discharged. And, uh, and student loans, those are the three areas that are going to survive the bankruptcy. Uh, okay. You're not going to be able to get discharged. All right. Well, got to pay that spouse, Uncle Sam, and school. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are saying, dog, this, this isn't even helping me at all. It, it is helping you all. It's helping you. Okay, I want to ask one last question, yes. and then I will allow you to let people know how to get in touch with you. As we wrap this up, and we're going to meet again next month, and this leads us to next month's conversation, because people are wondering how their credit is affected by bankruptcy. Okay, great. So um, you want me to give you a brief answer to that, or do you want to just... uh, Yeah, give me a brief answer to that, because we're going to get into it deeper next month. uh, Quite simply, you've got a fresh start in bankruptcy, so all those little, um, you know, um, nicks and bruises that you have in your credit report... Uh, are, are wiped out. You will start with a clean slate on your credit report. So, uh, again, all those um, things, the negative things that folks, creditors have been saying about you for all this time, whether they're late or delinquent or slow pay, will be gone, and you'll get that fresh start. Um, and mm-hmm. so, uh, But you'll still need to rebuild your credit, and, again, we can talk about that next time on how to actually get your credit back in line once the debt is gone. Absolutely. We do have a question here. Last four digits, 3989. What's your question for Attorney Daigle? Um, that actually was my question, the one that you asked. Okay. Um, so I'll okay. next week to find out more information oh. about that. Uh, because that has always been the stigma that I had heard regarding filing bankruptcy is that mm-hmm. um, your credit will be locked up and, and it will actually last longer than the actual bankruptcy. So I'm interested. I'll tune in next week to find out what he has to say yeah. about that. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm sorry I asked your question, kind of. (laughs) All right, Attorney Daigle, let people know how to get in touch with you outside of this interview. Okay, so if you'd like to phone me, and I do offer a free consultation, uh, you can call me at 508-771-7444. That's 508-771-7444. Or you can reach me at my website at daiglelawoffice.com. That's daigalawoffice.com. So either from my website, you can send me an inquiry, request a free copy of my book, uh, or you could call me on the phone, um, and I'll be happy to speak to you. Thank you so much, and we will talk with you next time. Okay, thank you. There will never be a point in your, time, in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. So that a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. 
when the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. 
you have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. All right, everyone, we're getting ready to talk with Coach Tony Ussery, the author of The Fitness Game, and we're going to continue our conversation from last time where the coach was talking with us about are we the cup or are we the water and how to utilize power. So, Coach, before you know, I get in here and I'm telling myself that I didn't do my homework, come on and get us started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing, you know, as – it is really important to, uh, for people to understand that we are a vessel, you know, and, and and you know, that's how we're made. We're made to let things come in and let things go out. But the thing is, it depends on what what we do and how we do it and what order we do it in, whether we're going to benefit or be hindered, okay? And to give you an example of this, uh, there was – I, 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 and I'm and I'm going over something I've went over before, but there was uh, a professor that pulled out a big bowl in front of his class. He was a like a big beaker in front of his class, and he he asked him, you know, uh, is the is this big bowl empty or is is it full? And they said, well, it's empty. He said, well, okay, first of all, it's not. It, it is full. But it's it's full of air, okay. So remember that. Remember that we're never empty. We have something in us all the time. It's just what is that substance of what's in us that's going to to shape us, mold us, and help us to to move forward in life. So you always have something in you. You know, we, we, we looked upon, you know, we say it's empty, but really, physically, it's not. There's something always in it, all right? All right. So if I don't allow anything else in it but to the air, then when I release it, guess what I'm releasing? Hot air. I'm full of hot air, uh-huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so the thing is is that, you know, if you don't have anything – and you start running your mouth, you start, you know, uh, you start going at it and, and giving people what you have, 
basically what you're doing is you're just you're full of a bunch of hot air starting out. So you, you have to have some substance there, okay? And, and the thing is is that we have all kind of things that we have to deal with in our lives, all kind of, uh, you know, anything from super important stuff to minimal things that we have to do every day, that mundane things that we have to do every day, you know, just to to get through the day, you know, and, you know, those are things that are inside us. Those are the things that we 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 have to put in us, right? So she then pulls out the – so the professor pulls out a, from under the, the, the desk, she pulls out a big uh, bag of these big rocks. They're like, you know, sizable, you know, bigger than twice the size of golf balls. And he drops them in the beaker until he can't put any more in there. And he asked the class. Okay, so now that we put something in the vessel, is it full? And, you know, you know the story, but what was your initial answer? What was your initial answer is it when, when I asked it the first time? My initial yeah. answer was yes. Right. Okay. So he said, oh, "Okay. All right. So you see this as as being full, but remember, you can see daylight through this. So, okay, there's holes in there. So he takes another bag out and he pours little pebbles in there, and he shakes the little pebbles in there, and they 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 go down and they fill up." Uh, the the gaps to where the the big pebbles couldn't get to, and she looked at him again and said, "Okay, now is it full?" And again, your answer was yes. Exactly. <laughs> so she she looks at it and goes, "Okay." So she pulls out another bag, and it's a bag of sand. And he takes the bag of sand, and he starts pouring it, and the sand sifts down in there between all the the big rocks and the, and the pebbles, and it just works its way all the way to where you can't put any more in there. Uh-huh. And he's like, so now, big big rocks, pebbles, and now sand in this jar that you thought was full with just uh the big rock. The free, right. It, it, now, so now is it full? And of course, by now, the class is hesitant to say yes because they, you know, they're they're looking at it. But your eye would tell you that what? It's yes, full. it's full. Yeah. So he pulls what out. What possibly put in there? Right. So he pulls out a, a beaker of, of water. And he starts pouring the water in there. And the water seeps down, goes into the sand, between the rocks, the sand, the pebbles, and it just he he's able to pour the the, the whole the whole beaker into into that bowl. Wow. And he looked at him and he says, Okay, so now is it full? And everybody went we don't know. Finally, yes. he said, 
She said, yes, finally, yes, it's full. She said, but, she said, but let me tell you what this represents so you understand. These represent the things in our life, okay? Mm-hmm. The big rocks are those important things in our life. The pebbles represent things that we have to get done, but, you know, they're not as important, but they're, they're done on a, a daily basis. The sand represents the mundane things that we have to do and, and deal with, you know, the little problems, the little aches, the little things. And the water represents the power that we have, okay, in our body, okay? okay? And, 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 and what it's doing is the water allows everything to settle. It settles everything. It gets everything, and it, 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 it's, it, it's the thing that encapsulates everything. It's the thing that, that, that just impacts everything and, and, and makes it settle. He said, so, he said, so this is what we should look like at the end of the day. He said, but let me show you how it really works. So he pulls out another beaker and he says, okay, what do we usually deal with first? Uh, the, the mundane things, the little problems, the stuff like that. We make that our priority, right? It's like, right. Well, yeah, okay. So he dumped the sand in. Okay? Right. So then he dumps the sand in. He, he says, okay, so then we'll start to deal with the 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 mid level important things, you know, you know, some of our family relationships, you know, some of our you know, could be distant cousins, whatever, to friends, whatever, it could be, you know, uh dating, whatever it is, it's it's not the priorities, it's not those big things in our lives, but we deal with that and we'll put that up ahead of our priorities. So he poured that in the thing. He said, and then to top it off you know, we'll we'll try to utilize our power to focus on those things, mm-hmm. right? She said, but but before we add the power, now let's add the important stuff, the real important stuff. So he starts to try to put the big rocks in, and he can only get a few, one or two, because everything else has taken up the room in the bowl. And then he poured the water in. He says, now, look at that jar and look at that jar. What's the difference? And everybody read and said, well, you can't get the big rocks in. He said, right. He said, the reason you can't get the big rocks in is because you didn't put the priorities on your big, you didn't put the, your priority on the big priorities of your life. You put it on the mundane and the little priorities. So you don't have room for the, the big things that, you, that will change your life, the life-changing things that you need to do, the successes that you need to have in your business, the successes that you need to have in your relationship. You set those aside for the mundane so you don't have room for them now. Mm. And the power that you have that's that's settling everything is settling, but look at what you left out. 
all the things that really matter, you didn't take hold of in the beginning. So now you don't have room for them. So now they'll sit on the sideline and not get done and get taken care of and, and, and die. And you're running around handling things that aren't going to get you anywhere. So, our responsibility is to, as a vessel is to what? Prioritize. Exactly. Exactly. I got an answer right. Woohoo! Yay! For how me. can you run? How can you run a race as a thoroughbred if the race is not in you to run? Mm. If you're just looking at it on paper, but it's not in you to run, how can you run that race? Mm, not successfully. It's not in you. It's not. It's not something that you. So guess what you're gonna do? You're in court horses. You'll start it off, but it's not there. We have to make sure that the things that are in us, the things that count, the things that are super important, go in first. And if some of those mundane things don't make it, they don't make it. I don't need to see TV two hours a day, three hours a day. If that gets cut out of my life, so be it. But if it made room for me to have a successful business or a successful relationship or it made room for 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 me to to get myself educated, you know, to 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 do the things that I'm passionate about, then guess what? They didn't need to be in my life. Mm. But if you put those mundane and little things in first, you're not going to have room for the big things. And then you're going to be frustrated. And that's what most of us do. Most of us put the mundane, and we put those things that don't count, and we put those time wasters in our lives, and then we look back on our day and say, we didn't get anything accomplished. Well, no, because you didn't have the important things in there. Mhm. So, wow. So it what do you have to do? Difference. Exactly. So yeah. what do you have to do? To wash out that vessel, pour all that crap out, and start over. And the cool thing is we can do that. We're made to do that. We're made to to be able to start over. That's that's our sheer power. Is if we're not going down the right path, we can stop and go down the right path. But you got to stop. You have to evaluate that you are in a mess, and you have to clean your vessel out, and then start prioritizing that planning that we're talking about and getting those bigger things in your life first. And then fill all this other stuff around it. Uh-huh. Because you're going to have it around you. You're going to have yeah. the, the things, you know, i got to brush my teeth every day. That's a given. <laughs> okay? I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I have to brush my hair every day. That's a given. i got to put on deodorant and, and, and put on 
you know, clothes that that I deem look good so that society will accept me. That's a given. Okay. Okay. Those are the things that we know we're going to have to do every day. But they're still not as important as the things that we, if I have to run butt naked or in a loincloth, guess what? To get what I need to get done, guess what? i got to run butt naked or in a loincloth. <laughs> because we got to go with the important things first. If, I, if, if, if my hair is, is not brushed one day, I don't have that much hair right now, <laughs> but if my hair is not brushed one day, guess what? It's not brushed. But if I'm fulfilling what I'm supposed to do in my destiny, in my business, in, 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 in my personal life, you know, mm-hmm. my financial life, if I'm fulfilling that destiny, then guess what? If mm-hmm. I go to the bank, okay, look at it this way. I go dressed in a suit to the bank. I got $5 in my pocket. Or if I go dressed to the suit, dressed to the bank in some jeans and a T-shirt, my hair and comb, but I got a million dollars, who is the banker going to respect more? They're going to respect the person who looks like they have their stuff together. No, they're not. Okay, I got that wrong. Go ahead. Try me again. No, they're not. They're going to respect the money because they're a banker. Oh, okay. I guess if they know, you're right. I, I'm thinking if I just saw you. Okay, got you. No, okay. I'm not talking about just on site. I'm talking about we're going in there to try to do business. I'm sitting down. I got $5, two nickels to rub together, and I look good. But at the end of the day, I don't have any substance, or I'm I'm running so crazy that I don't have time to, to, to dress up or whatever, but I'm coming to your bank with a million dollars in my suitcase to put in your bank. Who is going to get the respect? Who's going to get the cup of coffee? Who's going to get the drink? Who's going to get the, 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 the teller coming out and taking my money and, and counting it for me? And, 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 you know, who's going to get the business card? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see it. I understand so, now. I got it. So, okay. what was, so what was important? The important was the substance of me with the money, which is the substance of me dealing with the bank, as long as I have the substance, guess what? They don't care what I look like. Right. I might smell that day, but you know what? They'll hold their nose to take my money. They so, so, yeah. so, what was important? You, you see what the I mean? Money. We, right, right. That makes a difference. You're right. And that, I'm just using that as an example of substance. In in that dealing, money was the substance. Okay. okay. If I'm going okay. to a job interview, and I could be the smartest person in the world, but if I'm dressed like I was dressed at the bank with a million dollars, and I'm dressed in a suit, I could be the the smartest person in the world. But you know what? That business is not going to hire me based on the fact that I'm the one that's going to be representing them in the public. And they're not going to want me to look like that, and so they don't think I have respect for them because I didn't dress appropriately. Substance again, right? Okay, but it's okay, just, I got it. You see what I mean? So it's what you it's what you have in you and what you're bringing to the table, and what what's important to you that has to be in you that's going to get you where you want to be. For me, maybe I want to dress 
where I don't have to, you know, I can wear jeans and a T-shirt and sometimes not brush my hair, but I got a million dollars. So for me to get there, what's the important things I have to do in my life? So guess what? I don't have to worry about the mundane things later. Right, right. All right, so and this that's is what we have to look at. Right, so this is that continuation of the cup versus the water. And, Coach, I want you to um, wrap it up for us. I know it's about time to wrap up our time with you, but connect the analogy that we just used with the sand and the stones and the big rock and are you the cup and the water so we can get to our take action for the next week. So your, your take action for next week is this. Those big stones are the priorities in your life, the things that are going to change your life, the things, your passions, what you're supposed to be doing with your life, whether it's your occupation. Are you supposed to be in that job or not in that job? Are you supposed to be doing something else with your life? You need to evaluate those things, and those are the things that need to be in you. If if you're desiring to be uh, a doctor, but you don't have the schooling, but that's your desire and that's your priority, then guess what? you know that at some point you're going to have to get the education, allowing the vessel to be filled with the knowledge and power that would give you the ability to be a doctor and flow out and help people. Based on that, we have to now prioritize what's important. And we have to list and put it in, I put one, two, and three. What is the thing that you do every day that you have to do? What is the things that you do every day that you do, but you know that you don't need it in your life? Those are the mundane things that, you know, TV or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, going and gossiping for an hour with your friend or whatever it is on the phone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Write all that down. And then write what's important. And then right. look at how much time you're giving to the important stuff and how much time you're giving to every day to this, the stuff that you you, you do on a normal basis, you know, like uh, combing my hair, out. you know, and uh, putting my pants on and stuff like that. And then look at how much time you're giving to the mundane, mm-hmm. the, the, the stuff that you don't need. And what you're going to find, if you're not successful, you're going to find that your time is slipped, that you're giving mm-hmm. more to the bottom than you are to the top. And mm-hmm. you have to reverse that. But the first thing you need is you need to evaluate how much time, you know, what are the important things in my life. And then you need to mm-hmm. sit down and say, okay, well, how much time am I giving to it? Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. you, you, you have your profession. How much time you give your, you give 24-7 basically to your profession. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. how you are. All right. So it's important to you. It's, your, it, it, it's something that's important to you, but you also have to balance it with the relationship and everything else that's important to right. you as well. Right. So if you if you actually look at all the, the important stuff, you really shouldn't have time for the crap. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're definitely going to be looking at evaluating over this next week. Coach, thank you so much. Uh, woo, my toes. You stepped all over my toes. And it's a great um, reminder for those who knew to do it and for those who have never thought about it this way, thank you for the analogy at the top of the show so that they have a better idea because you have the same content, it just couldn't fit in both containers because of priorities. So we're going to be evaluating. Coach, tell everyone how to get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said. 
Um, you can call, give me on Skype, Anthony Dadustry. Um, my number is six one nine seven nine two zero six six two, and my uh, email address is a usry a u s s e r y at gmail dot com. All right. Until next time, Coach. So much. I want to thank you for listening to the heart of R&B, DJ Echo, DJ Delmatic, so free.
you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.